Ladies and gents, welcome to a rational rage joint from the infamous Double R Network. I am one third, I believe, of the trios. The, I am BG. The, the trios podcasting champions. Yes, I'm BG from the filthy 415. So I'm going to get this thing out the way real quick. You can find me on IG under G4150351. That is G4150351. And I'm very surprised that I've actually been getting some, some actual people making friend requests. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder if they're listening and be like, you know what? I mean, we can't bot this dude anymore. This fucking asshole's up on game. He smells our bullshit. He knows. You know, so the the hermano, the Puerto Greek legend. I'm sure the ladies love how I roll my R's and shit. Spiro, you know, uh, he's uh he's doing his thing right now. He uh he has a photo shoot, so uh, hopefully it involves a lot of beautiful naked women. Hopefully, if it's allowed by his wife, you know, but. Very important. So, yeah, very important that it's allowed by his wife because, you know, fucking, what is it? Happy wife, happy life, some shit like that. That's what I hear some people say. Uh, yes. I and as you can know, hear, but... as you can hear in the background, a very soothing, soothing voice. <laughs> the type of voice that you want to hear in your ear, whispering sweet nothing. <laughs> the guest, no, not even the guest, the co host. Coming out of the slums of the Portola District, where a very infamous high school used to be located at, Wilson High School. I'm speaking. Of, I'm speaking about the legend known as SVS, but better known as the Dean of GSOC. Coming out of the 415, the 415, San Francisco, Sean Van Steen. Let the people know. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. It's an honor to co-host an episode of Rational Rage. Yes. Taking a little break from wrestling with wrestling. Yes. Uh, if you guys like what you hear, that's the show that I host on the Rational Rage Podcast Network. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at L Super Beast and on Instagram at Sean Van Steen. And uh, yeah, it's great to be here, man. All right. So speaking of those, um, your two social media outlets, man, have there been any perverts uh, hitting you up? Oh man, you can't keep them at bay. <laughs> you can't keep them at bay. You got to fight them off the stick, right? Exactly. You got to fight those motherfuckers off with a stick and shit, man. Need, need a repellent. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, speaking of repellents, all right. So, you know, one of the the topic to set this joint off is pussy radar. People are like, what the hell is this guy talking about, man? What the hell is this guy blabbering about? Pussy radar, what is this? Is this about is it about cats? Is it about the wimpy ass <laughs> dudes? What is this? It's my All cat right, so finally making an appearance. <laughs> yeah, see fucking shout out to your cat, by the way. Shout out yeah. to your cat, you know, because that's a dope ass cat. Every she episode. Makes it, you know, she makes a guest <laughs> appearance. She comes through. Speaks her mind. So this is something, believe it or not, that a lot of men have is pussy radar. What that means, very simple. 
have you ever been like just anywhere, just posted anywhere? For you comic book dudes, it's kind of like the Spidey sense. You know when that shit goes off, when he's, you know, he senses danger. This will, you don't sense danger, but when your pussy radar goes off just like that, you may be so, uh, I'll say, you may be in a trance, in a trance-like state of the beauty that just sets your pussy radar off. That you just turn, and all of a sudden, you almost get hit by a car. Now this has happened to me a couple of times, man. You know, you know, you know, like I've been walking the street, whatever, and all of a sudden, fucking that pussy radar goes off, and I, and I just happen to look, and it's a thing of beauty. And the next, you know, here's <laughs> yeah. a car, and fucking they slam on their brakes. I'm like, oh shit, man, where the hell am I? Like, oh fuck, I almost got hit by a fucking car because, you know, I got blinded by something real nice, you know. <laughs> and when I talk about something real nice, you know, from the conversations that I've had with Sean. You know, I think Sean knows exactly what it is when I'm talking about something nice. So, Dean of GSOC, <laughs> has your pussy radar ever gone off? And is this the <laughs> first time you've ever heard about some shit like this? Uh, is it the first time I've heard of the term? Yes. Um, it is not the first time I have heard of such a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've experienced said phenomenon um several times um <laughs> not a lot i don't know what that says about what's around mm-hmm. or rather how clouded and 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 busy my mind is but there have been times where yeah you know you you made a great example with the spidey sense something tells you mm-hmm. turn around turn around you know something tells you look up Yes. And yeah, every once in a while when you do, uh you're kind of stopped in your tracks. You see something uh something rather pleasing to the eye. Yes. Yes, and the eye like, candy. Holy shit. Yes, yeah. the eye candy. The uh the uh, that eye candy that can get you in trouble. Oh yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Especially if yeah. you're behind the wheel as as uh yes. as you alluded to earlier. If you're behind the wheel and all of a sudden, you know, you're just, you know, I like got to stop or whatever. And you see something real nice. Now, what I mean, now, when I mean, um, let me see, something nice for me, a connoisseur of thick and juicy is a very curvy lady, you know. And for men, you know how it is, like, you know, no disrespect to the ladies. I don't want you to think I'm, you know, I don't want you thinking I'm some kind of pervert. That's what, well, you know, all into the fucking physical. But that's the first thing that you see is the other uh, physical appearance of of a person, you know? Yeah, let's stop pretending oh, that, yes. you know, like I understand the need for people to make an effort to not be shallow. Yeah. I do the same because, you know, be- beauty is only skin deep in, mm-hmm. in a way, in a way. But um but let's let's be real, you know, unless you met someone online and developed an emotional connection first, connections are physical. They are upon sight. Yes. That's what uh, that's what compels someone to approach another person and ask yes. them out and spit some really corny lines. You know? <laughs> yeah, some very cheesy ass lines. It's, man. it's all it is physical. It's physical attraction. That's where we're 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 creatures. We're wired to reproduce. That's what we look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, like in history, you know, because like especially now, it's like you know when 
well, you know, you don't really need pussy radar when it comes to social media. You know, as soon as you start clicking on a profile, whatever, you see certain things that you like and you need a different kind of radar to see past uh, oh, any, poten- any potential filters or uh, tricks mm-hmm. of the lens. And, and that's the one thing about, you know, like about us men, if you're fucking ugly, you're ugly. You're just mm. ugly. You know, you can't yeah. slap on some makeup and all of a sudden, you know, holy shit. You know, you get from from fucking from the frog to Prince Charming and shit, man. You really can't do that. It's, it's <laughs> pretty it's pretty tough. The closest thing um, that a guy can do, but I mean, this works for women too. It's, it's a really, it's a different thing is uh, I think the kids call it the glow up nowadays, you know, just, just mm-hmm. get your shit together, see a barber, uh, mm-hmm. get, get a new wardrobe, you yes. know, work out. You can do things like that. Yes. But yeah, with us guys, it's just way more difficult. You know, we don't wear makeup. We don't do these kind of things to deceive. Like you said, if you're ugly, you're ugly. The the very the closest thing that can sort of count, um, and it's funny that I'm saying this is uh, having is having a beard. Yes, and uh, works for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 the closest thing. I wouldn't call it the same thing because we mm-hmm. can't just take these off at night and put it back on in the morning. Oh yeah, know? we can't. But but uh, but it's in the it's in the ballpark, I guess I could say. Oh yeah, dude. It's you know that's why you know like and it's true. You know when um, you know when you're a dude, you know fucking from what I remember when I had hair, you know fucking every Friday was barber day. You yeah. Know, fuck you hit the barber shop, man. You get you know you get lined up, you get faded, whatever. If you have facial hair, you know some of these dudes can work their magic and make that shit look proper. And of course, it's all about hygiene, man, and just keeping yourself smelling good. And you know, not be some yeah. funky fuck. Not that's universal stuff. though. That, that oh yeah, both genders. I mean, yes, big yes. Time. You know, like in the pussy radar, man. You know, like I was talking about that radar. As soon as you go, you know, like as soon as that shit goes off, if you as a dude and you make the attempt to step to a lady and get to, I guess, and make that first move and start interacting with her. To me, I've never, you know, I've never been a fan. I've never been into women who wear a lot of makeup. Cause I've dated some that as soon as that makeup, I'm excuse me, as soon as that makeup comes off, Jesus fucking Christ, man, it's like a completely different person. You know, like I'm into the natural look, you know, like the natural yeah. beauty. You know, she wants to throw on some lip gloss or whatever. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, you know. But it's the same thing with the ladies. You know, the ladies put a lot of effort into looking a certain way. You know, I don't know about. You know, I don't know about you, man, but I've never been in competition with any dude as far as like trying to get the attention of the lady. Because if she's feeling me, she's feeling me. And if she's not, fucking so be it. You know, I don't give a fuck. I'm not here to like fucking see who has the biggest pecs, who has the fucking flattest stomach, who has the best kicks, who has the most fucking the newest Tom Ford cologne. That's never been my type of hype, man. Yeah. The ladies, you know, no matter how much um, hype they try to give each other, how much, how many labels they try to give each other, queen this, queen that, whatever. I mean, women are in competition with each other, man. I mean, they like, instead of trying to elevate each other, they bring each other down. And it's like, okay, now let me ask, you know, like, you know, both you and I, you know, we're connoisseurs of curvy women. So there's certain women that are just, doesn't even matter, man. No matter what they fucking wear, 
curves are curves. And oh, it's yeah. like now, you know how, you know, how I was just talking about the competition amongst women. A lot of women are doing some exaggerated shit. I'm, I'm talking about these fucking asses that look disgusting. It's just so just like just unnatural, just so fake. And it's like, okay, like if you're a dude and you're blessed, you know, even if your third leg is oh, holy shit, that third leg is something outstanding. You're, you're third, you're... Your nickname is the human tripod. Exactly, man. <laughs> if you got something going and you know how to work that magic with the ladies, because a lot of them say it's not about the size. It's not about the size in the boat, but the motion in the ocean, according to the ladies. That's what some so, of them say. So we can't get dick implants. We can't, you know, yeah. because that's shit. You get a, an extension. It's not going to work because fuck, dude. But, you know, with the ladies, you know, they get the, you know, they get the breast enhancements, the booty enhancements. I even heard about hip fillers. I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, boy. And then you got these broads, man, that wear these fucking eyelashes looking like some Muppet type shit, man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Man? I'm like, I'm like, you know, if you and then, of course, you got the ladies that. The colored contacts, that shit looks so fucking fake. I'm like, ladies, just be, yeah, you understand, like, you know, you're supposedly doing it for you. Mm-hmm. It's not for vanity, which I think is bullshit. And of course, they say that men only think with their dick, which I think is bullshit because, come on, ladies, if some dude that smells like fucking death approaches you and he's just fucking completely horrible, that you're not going to give him the time of day. You're going to completely blow him off, you know? Yeah. And then you got these dudes that are very egotistical. They need to get knocked down a couple of tears because these guys swear they can get any woman. Yep. So, Sean, your pussy radar being as, you know, just spot on as it is. <laughs> so bless the people with some knowledge about, I guess, the differences between men and women, attraction and whatever. Well... You know, the funny thing is, is, is as time goes on, whether it's society changing, whether it's always been like that, you know, you're talking about the differences in attraction. I don't think there's a lot of differences. I think we like to pretend that there are. There's a lot of double standards. Uh, I don't want to get into some sort of a social, political or red pill kind of stuff too heavy or anything like that, because I'm not super deep into all that, but... You know, something that I've kind of heard and that's kind of circles, you know, is this sort of double standard that um, this sort of double standard narrative that is pushed out there where, you know, us guys, you know, we're dogs, we're pigs, you know, you'll hear us, you'll hear us say something like, uh, you know, no fat chicks or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we'll be called horrible. And I mean, that that. That's a mean thing to say, you know, I'm not going to lie, but you'll hear, you know, us be judged for things like that. But then, you know, more and more and more, man, you're seeing a lot of women talk about, you know, if you if you ain't six feet tall, mm-hmm. you ain't shit. If, if your dick ain't, you know, bigger than this, you ain't shit. If you ain't. And it's like, OK, so you can say that. But if a guy says, oh, she's not curvy enough or, oh, whatever, 
now there's an issue. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if anything, there's a lot less differences than people think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone, just like I said earlier, everyone has their attractions. Yes. And I mean, yeah, sure. There are people on both sides that prefer who you are as a person. And I think, and I think most people eventually some much later than others learn that that's, what's most important. That's what kind of keeps shit going. Yeah. But we're, we're all the same, man. We all kind of have our, 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 our needs and our wants. I think it just depends on whether, how open someone is about it. Yeah. And, and I notice with females is a lot more effort to act like that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But more and more, though, I'm starting to see more and more be pretty upfront about how shallow they can be, too. Yeah, because, you know, like a lot of these ladies, you know, with the social media age, man, it's like it it exposes people to how shallow and materialistic they can be. Yeah. And how vain they can be. And it's like they always start talking about like like all these women who don't want men to crave them for their body. They're doing the same shit like, oh, well, if you don't look like this, if you don't have that, blah, 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 then, you know, like, I don't want nothing to do with you. And I'm like, okay, but if a dude approaches you and just wants you for your body, because your body's fucking outstanding, a fucking work of art, Mm. you're like, oh, you just want, you know, oh, you just want to fuck, oh, you just want me because I have this, this and that, whatever. And it's like with, like, as I've gotten older, you know, I've, I took my grandfather, my grandfather's advice to heart because I asked him when I was a young dude and I was trying to figure women out and I asked my grandfather, I was like, Hey, so, you know, women. And he starts laughing. He was like, you know what? Here's your answer. No matter how hard you try to figure women out, you never are. It's not going to make sense because it's one thing. It means something else is this, this or whatever. And you know how, you know, like when you are younger, like especially with the ladies, a lot of these ladies have their type. Yeah. And when I was growing up in, you know, in the mission district right here in the city, like a lot of the Latina women had their type. You know, they were into these thug dudes, like whatever. Of course, eventually you grow out of it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these women make mistakes. And next thing you know, you're 15 nine months and you know, you're ready to pop. Yep. You know, so shit like that happens. And it's like, you know, fucking as I've gotten older, you know, f- goddamn. <laughs> but anyways, as I'm, <laughs> you under attack out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, goddamn fucking ghost. Anyways, fucking, um, you know, like as I've gotten older, man, I, I'm, I'm very, very straightforward with the woman as far as like what I'm looking for. And I remember one of the conversations I had with this girl, she was, oh, you just want to fuck. I was like, yeah, I want to fuck, you know, but I want more than just that, you know, because looks fade. And I'm like, if you if you don't have a sense of humor, if you're not open to just whatever it is that you consider your your whatever, it's not going to work out, you know, because a lot of these ladies, it's like, you know, fucking try to hold a conversation. You know, I'm not expecting um this girl to be a fan of the 49ers 
a right. fan of the Giants, a fan of the Warriors, into martial arts or whatever. I'm not expecting her to be that. You know, fucking teach me something. Teach me something about you. Teach me something about life. Yeah. Teach me about me. And with a lot of these ladies, you know, they, they've been watching too many fucking fairy tales. I expect some dude to be some kind of fucking Prince Charming. They say that if a dude is leaving comments, excuse me, <clears throat> comments on a female's picture, he is thirsty, he's needy, he's begging. And I'm like, you women do the same. Because when you see a celebrity, you're fucking all up in his nuts. That's the type of dude that's like your, your fucking, uh, what would you say, like their perfect man or whatever. Yeah, you know, but yeah. but shit, brother. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a double very standards. Oh, of course, brother. You know, but it's double standards. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure the ladies had their dick radar too. Oh yeah, <laughs> you I'm know? sure. You know, like I'm sure when they're walking, and all of a sudden they sense something that they think is nice. You know, they feel a little tingle downstairs, and oh yeah, they turn around, and then like, there's oh. you know, man of their dreams, and you know, it's like oh yeah. shit. You know, if they turn around, next thing you know, fucking, they happen to see fucking a man, a legend amongst mortals, Mr. World Tour. Oh, man, I was worried you were going to go there. (laughs) Man, see, now that guy right there. Hey, ladies. You're like, oh, you know what, man? Fucking Garcia, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. See, now that guy right there, you know, that guy right there has... Has his radar on his radar on twenty four seven, man. Definitely, and he doesn't just have a radar; he has a military grade radar. Oh yeah, military grade, the kind that's at Area fifty one and mm-hmm. can pick up all kinds of shit. Man, he'll pick up. Hey, did you see that? Oh, come on, man! <laughs> How could you not fucking see that, bro? Come on, come on. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, Chance. I mean, you know, especially to like now, to like the younger generation of men that are coming up. Now, what would be your sage advice to give these younger dudes as far as the the opposite sex, the fairer sex? You know, it, it's kind of how I look at a lot of things, um, politics, and and so many others. You know, it's about balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you you've got. You've got some guys that um, that uh, really, really buy into a lot of this red pill stuff, and it gets a little overboard. Mm-hmm. Can get a little uh, sexist. It can get a little uh, crazy. But there's some nuggets of truth in that too. Um, you see a lot of simp's out there. A lot of guys that are just uh, doing things that not only turn a woman off, but, you know, in my opinion, oftentimes it's disrespecting themselves. Yeah. So you got to find a balance, you know, Um, you know, there's, there's a certain age group, a a fairly wide age range that kind of fell into this trap where, you know, moms and older sisters would tell you, you know, to be this great, sweet guy, to be this super nice guy, always treat them with respect, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. Then you get on the real world and you find that so many women don't respond to that the way you were thinking they would. Yeah. 
Now, maybe it's because you don't fit their needs physically, but a lot of times it's because that just does not get them going. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's age, that's youth. Younger girls seek more adventure, so that's why they go for the more bad guys. Mm -hmm. But just find that balance. You know, it's not just about being a good dude. It's about being a good dude, but also carrying yourself with confidence. Mm -hmm. If you can be a man, become confident in yourself, secure in yourself, what while not being a pretentious asshole, <laughs> you have a lot more uh, luck than you think. And also take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've seen some guys that if you were just to describe their shape, you would be like, how the hell did he have that girl that was on his arm? But here's the thing. Said guys were freshly cut wearing some nice clothes mm-hmm. and carrying themselves a certain way. They probably had some cologne on too. I mean, they were taking care of themselves. Oh yeah. There's a way you can do it. So if you think you're ugly and maybe you are, <clears throat> don't let that stop you. You know, no. don't, don't f- go to a barber, find one that can, that can work with what you have going on and give you a haircut that suits your, uh, your looks and mm-hmm. get, get some, get some nice clothes and, 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 you know, Fake it till you make it, man. Act the part. <laughs> carry, your, carry yourself with confidence. Oh, you yeah, know? definitely, man. So you got to find that balance, man. Don't be a dick, but don't yeah. don't be one of these pushover simps either because neither are going to get you very far. Yeah, that's, you know, like exactly what you said, dude. It's the uh, it's the truth, man. It's about, it's about confidence, man. It's about confidence. It's about knowing how to approach a woman because this... If your inspiration is fucking rap music, if your inspiration is a porn, and I will approach a woman, nah, dude, nine times out of ten, your ass is going to get slapped. And it's going to be a well-deserved slap. You know, and when it comes to if you still have women in your family, you know, like a lot of times, you know, they tell you, well, you know, how would you like it if somebody approached your mother, your aunt, your sister, your daughter, your nieces, whatever, in that type of way, you know, so they get that thought going, but it's about confidence, you know, and you know, like I say, you know, not everybody can rock a beard. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can rock a bald head. Not everybody has a certain shape to them to pull off whatever it is that they're trying to pull off. There's nope. certain clothes that I see yeah, that, I, that, I, that I, I, I like them. Mm-hmm. I see them on a certain guy, and I'm like, man, you know, not like that. But, you know, he's, he's looking pretty good, you know. So that's a nice little fit he's got going on there. Yep. But I also can tell that shit would not work with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, could not, I could not rock that the way that that guy is. And it's because, oh, yeah. you know, different head shape, different body shape, height, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, like there's just... You got to find what works for you. Oh, yeah. And, and one of the other uh, main things I tell a lot of these youngsters, especially if you're going to rock a suit, if you're going to rock some slacks or whatever, get it tailored. Get it tailored, man. And that. Yes. I mean, this is not 1998 anymore. You can't have the hammer pants. No, anymore. you cannot uh, have baggy shit like that, man. And depending on your swagger and your body mm-hmm. type, you may want to reconsider the. Uh, the medium sizes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Certain guys, 
Probably like off. a certain guy that you mentioned earlier can pull right. it off, you know, if, if you've got that type of frame. But for a lot of guys, that doesn't work either. No, it doesn't. But 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 get it but get it nice and tailored. Oh, make sure there's no wrinkles in it, and can carry yourself like like you got somewhere to fucking be. Like yes. you've got a, like you've got a deal to close. Oh, definitely. And and, yes. and, and and then you're 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 set. You're set. Yeah, you know, because you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And with the ladies, you know, like absolutely, a lot of women can smell bullshit. You know, yeah. especially those that have been used to hearing a certain thing over and over. If you if you come at them with the same tired ass bullshit, they're gonna see right through you. They're not gonna want to fuck with you in any type of way. Yeah. And ladies, be honest with the dude. Be honest with him as far as what you want. Because I've been in situations where some of these ladies have said, "Hey, like all I want is this." Okay, cool. So I approach them in that type of way as far as what they want. Because I'm like, you know, like I'll go with the flow. I'll see whatever. Yeah. But don't be like, oh, you like all you want is this. Well, that's what you told me that you were looking for. So what is it? Be honest. And that's one thing about it's it's fucking confidence, man. That's why when you see some of these mud duck looking motherfuckers and shit, <laughs> and they got some bad female with them, you're like, I don't wonder how, because I know. Cause these, but even if this dude is some fucking Shrek looking motherfucker, man. This dude right here has some type of confidence going. He's a very confident individual, and that kid, you know, they the fucking has a gift to gab. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, fucking, <laughs> you know, you know, one of the best things that you know that's worked for me that I've noticed a lot when I get women clearly like wanting to talk to me more and seemingly enjoying being around me uh, is when I make them laugh. Mm-hmm. When yep. I can start making them laugh a lot, you you see, you see a little some change there. Yep, definitely, man, definitely. So, my advice to all you young bucks, man, is this: um, if you are trying to understand the female species, you're never, never gonna understand it. It's like the meaning of life. People still don't know the meaning of life. Men still don't men still don't understand women. The only thing I tell you is this, youngsters: respect yourself, love yourself, take care of yourself. When you approach a female, just be you. Don't try to be some fucking clown you see on a rap video. Don't try to be some fake ass action hero you see on TV. Just be you. If they like you for who you are, that's some dope shit. If they don't, hey, fuck it. Take it on the chin, move the fuck on. That's that. Be you, but own it. Mm -hmm. Because if you watch TV, whatever sort of, uh, you know, label, for lack of a better word, you want to think that you can ascribe to. If you're, uh, you know, someone, you know, who's uh, quite a nerd. If you're someone who's quite a bro, you're kind of (laughs) preppy. If you're someone who's kind of got a bit of that rocker in you, someone who's got a bit more of that kind of rap style. Whatever it is, there's probably someone out there kind of famous who fits that mold as well. And you can see this person either on some talk show or doing an interview somewhere. And you can see this for almost any type of person. And look at how they carry themselves, you know? 
They, yep. they, they own it and then they carry themselves with a certain confidence, whether it's a rapper, whether it's some hippie actor, whether it's some, you know, kind of meathead kind of athlete, you know, whoever, whatever it is, they own it. Yep. And like you said, don't, you know, not, not to blanket statement, all women, but don't, don't try to solve these mysteries. Don't try to, <laughs> cause to quote uh, one of the goats, one of the all time legends, the great rowdy, Roddy Piper, just when they think they've got the answers, I change the questions. <laughs> you know what? May he rest in peace. <laughs> may Rowdy he Scott. rest in peace. Yes, sir. Now Love that quote. Now, so, now speaking of get to Gab and changing the answer to the question mm-hmm. and just all around pimp whore type shit. So, man. You and I have had these private discussions about the electric cars and all this other nonsense that's going on in the great state of California. So Mm -hmm. fucking bless the people with this info, man. So what's going on, dude? You know, because I'm hearing contradicting bullshit. So what's going on? Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, um, in the uh, great state of California, and uh, I say that half sarcastically, there's a lot of great great stuff here, but there's a lot of great not mm. some great stuff. Yes. Pick your poison. Um, our governor has decided in an effort to combat climate change, which is good that he wants to do that, uh, that uh, by 2035, yes. I think it is, uh, California will implement a ban on um, non-electric cars, on cars mm. that are a combustion engine uh fuel consuming cars you know mm-hmm. um and you know i i've talked to a few people about this um and you know you and i have said this numerous times about a lot of subjects and i'll say it right now and get out of the way we are not experts we are not people that are fit to be holding public office in sacramento we are not scientists but you know, we've done a bit of research, you know, we've, we know what we see, there's common sense that can go into things. And, you know, I, I, I am someone that does care about what we're doing to the planet to an extent. Um, but just like with a lot of things, I feel like there's an issue. And then someone comes up with a way to try to solve it. And it's just, not the right way to go about it and i'll be like your heart's in the right place and i notice this more often with the left like they had what they what their end game is 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 actually good and i empathize it'll just be that the way they want to go about doing it that i'll have a problem with Mm -hmm. and so with this you know okay you got 10 plus years for this to go into effect well, here's something that needs to happen in those 10 plus years. They need to somehow find a way to develop an infrastructure to support this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I bounced this idea off of a uh, a family member, a friend of mine, um, who uh, is an electrician. And um, he explained to me that he is very curious about how they think they're going to get the infrastructure to do this. 
again, we're over 10 years out, so a lot can happen in that time. But as of right now, um, I mean, you know, charging stations, uh, if you have a fast charge, what is it, 45 minutes? I believe so, yeah. On a fast charge. That's a fast charge. That's not <laughs> no, a normal 45 charge. Minutes. So, you know, and then the other thing I keep hearing people say, and this is the one that really irritates me given that I live in um, the 415, the great city by the bay. Uh, they say, well, you know, uh, most of the time when you buy an electric car, uh, they, at least with Tesla anyway, and I think Ford does it too, you know, they're like, oh, they, they can go to your house and install this charging station in your garage. So when you park your car in your garage, you can immediately charge it. And uh, Great. That's great. However, <sighs> what if you are like the vast... And I'm not exaggerating, folks, if you don't, if you're not from here, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. What if you're like the vast majority of people living in San Francisco whose garages can hardly fit most cars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way this city was designed and the times that a lot of these houses were built. A lot of the garages here are designed to hold a Ford Model T. Mm -hmm. Most people here use their garages as in-law units, as storage spaces. Uh, It's where they put a spare freezer, their, their, their washer and dryer. Not too many people park in their garages because they can't. Yep. Usually when they can... They live in Pacific Heights. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, for lack of a better analogy, that's like our Beverly Hills. That's where you get mansions that are like, you know, $20 million. Well, then it's St. Francis Woods. Yeah, they're there too. And even St. Francis Woods, I have seen some tiny, tiny garages. garages. Yeah, they're tiny. Just... So, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that my driveway is just long enough that I park in my driveway. And I, I don't often get ticketed. <laughs> uh, but I mean, there are times where, uh, you know, I had like a friend crashing for a week and I told them, you know, to use a driveway, uh, you know, to be a great host or whatever. And I end up parking like a block away, you know, I mean, so if this is 2035 and, the, and I'm doing that, how am I charging my car? And now it's Thursday. I work Monday through Friday. What if right now my car has a, uh, you know, 10% battery life? Yeah. So I've just had a busy week, which I have had this week. And I need to charge that bitch before I go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Right now, if I'm in the equivalent situation with gas, well, on my way, I can hit up a gas station. And even if it's closed, I can swipe my card and at the very least put a gallon in there just to, you know, make sure I get to work and can get, get to a, another gas station after work to really fill it up Mm -hmm. and putting that gallon into my car would take what a minute, 45 seconds. Yeah. But you'd need 45 minutes to get a charge on these things. And I mean, how many charging stations are there going to be? Is every gas station gonna, I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I just, I, and again, the one thing that I keep giving them the one little sliver of, you know, is that we're a long way out still. So a lot can happen, but I mean, they really need to figure it out if they're going to make it happen. And we just had 
a heat wave yep. last <clears> week. <throat> and the the most hilarious head scratching thing is during the heat wave, uh Gavin Newsom implored people not to charge their cars because it was going to put too much pressure on uh, PG&E, that's specific gas and electric for you non, uh, yeah, those non-Bay Area folks. Oh, God, yes. Don't even get me started on We could do a whole episode of me raging on those assholes. But um, yeah, yeah, he was imploring people not to charge their cars because of the uh, strain it would put on the energy grid. See, And, and how many that's... people have electric cars already? See, and it's very few. See, and that's the one thing, you know, when I keep hearing all this bullshit, because I heard that fucking Gavin Newsom had vetoed that bill because he knows that it's not going to make any sense. Because as is, very few people can afford a gas powered car. Those electric cars are expensive as fuck. If you're one of these people that fucks with Ford, which is fucked over, repaired Dodge or found on the road dead, the acronym for Ford. For those of you that used to be in mechanics, as I was, you know, for, for a lot of these boards like mine work very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, hey, one of the very few, you know, fuck my hey, pops yeah. had a Ford wagon. You know, that shit was nice. He kept it. See, my dad told me, like, your vehicle will last you. If you take care of your shit, it's going to last you. If you That's dog it, if you dog it, it's going to fucking break down. And I've there's family members or certain family members that turn brand new fucking cars into lemons. See, it's not the brand. It's not the brand. It's the drivers. Exactly. So these politicians, I, you know, I've said this so many times. I've had discussions with Sean. I've had discussions with other people. I don't care. I don't care about the left. I don't care about the right. Cause at the end of the day, behind exactly behind closed doors, they're all buddy, buddy. They've created a lot of divisiveness amongst the population you know, and California, California, no matter how liberal they try to put themselves out to be, no matter how anti whatever, California is a state of bigots. There's a lot of bigot motherfuckers out here. They hide behind, you know, fuck, they hide behind a false ideology of fucking freedom and all kinds of other bullshit. So if, if this garbage supposedly about 2035, yeah, I understand you're trying to look out for the environment because the sun right now is way stronger than it used to be five, six, seven, 10, 20 years ago. It, it's much stronger because of the hole in the ozone layer. Okay. Okay. I, I get that. But like how you said, in San Francisco, these garages are very small. Not everybody in San Francisco owns a house. So if you're one of these tenants, you got to ask your landlord excuse me, owner of the property, landlord, whatever, um, can you install an electrical um, fucking out a fucking a socket, whatever, that's going to give me enough fucking energy to charge my car so I can make it from point A to point B. So what? So now not that many people can afford electrical cars. What? So now you're going to be forcing people to take public transportation whether it be the fucking bus or whether it be a train. So what? Now, now you're going to try to force people to ride a bike to work or ride a bike from point A to point B. Yeah, that's cool. You know, you stay healthy, whatever. But let's just say you got to hit a grocery store. How the fuck are you going to carry all those groceries on a fucking bike? Dude, I remember uh, when I've had some jobs downtown 
which did not have any parking, so I had to take the bus. God, I hated that. And uh, I would see some people that, like, my heart ached for. They would they would carry themselves. They would climb onto the bus carrying all these bags. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, it made me so thankful for my situation that I did have a car at home so that when I got home, if I had to go to Safeway, I, I could use my car mm-hmm. and put these things in the trunk. But now what's going to happen if you're making these people not have that option? Yep. One of the saving graces, uh, I'm sure this is included, and uh, I should have done my research before this, but I'm pretty sure if it's not, then that just makes us all the worse. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the ban is on brand new cars. Mm-hmm. I can't see in 2035 they're not being used cars on a Ford lot, you know, mm-hmm. like a Mustang from three years prior or something like that. That'll be really crazy if they take it that far. So what I think is going to happen is you're not going to see a big change at first. Cause like you said, a lot of people can't afford these electric cars. A lot of people might be in a situation where the infrastructure hasn't met that requirement yet. So what are they going to do? They're going to just go to these these dealerships and buy their their used gas cars. And it's just it do and, it's and it just sucks so, that they have to do that. Yeah, because it's just mind boggling the shit that these politicians are trying to put out there. Because as is California is extremely expensive. It's very expensive to live in California. So people are barely making ends meet with inflation, with the shit that was brought on with the pandemic. As far as like people. Business is going bankrupt. Now you're trying to make us do this. Yeah. Now you're trying to make people. I'm like, dude, what the I'm like, you're really you're really making people that live in California. You're you really want people just to leave California and just leave California only to the rich and the homeless that are out there camping out in front of your fucking stores, in front of your fucking lawn, etc. And it's just a lot of this shit. I'm like. I'm like, when did when did you, the Democrats, the party for the people, become just like the Republicans who are only worried about the wealthy? Now you're doing the complete opposite yeah. because you you've catered to the techie. These techies mm-hmm. that make like triple, you know, that make fucking crazy amounts of money for doing bullshit. Uh, because of the techie invasion that led to property taxes getting higher rents getting higher slow because they didn't put protections on that stuff exactly even some of these techies are struggling exactly that's why when when it's a monkey see monkey do type thing when the pandemic kicked off in 2020 of march and these techies when these other pretty much not that well-known tech companies started following Facebook and Twitter as far as the shit that they were doing, that working from home shit. They all started doing the same thing. They didn't give a fuck about who was going to be affected because a lot of people became unemployed. They were given the option of working from home. Not everybody can work from home. So they were all for it until the exodus started. When all these techies started leaving California to go to Montana, 
to go to Idaho, North, South Dakota, go to cheaper states. They're like, okay, that's cool. You know, you that's freedom. You can do whatever you want because you're going to be working from home from X time to X time. But the cost of living is not going to be the same. The California money is not going to be California money in buttfuck Wyoming. You're going to be, you're going to take yeah. a huge pay cut. And of course, that's when the complaint started. And I'm like, you know, you've, and that's the one thing, you and I, we're native San Franciscans, we're native Californians. Sadly, yeah. this state, the city doesn't cater to us anymore. It caters to a different kind of crowd. That's trying to, we grew up in. Exactly. They're trying to implement their way, their views and everything. And you see that like whenever you go out, you're like, the fuck is this? This is not how it's supposed to be. And then yeah. these people try to dictate to you and I and every other native San Franciscan what we can and can't call our city. Do we call it Frisco? <laughs> oh, their panties get in a bunch. We call it San Fran, San Fran, whatever. Their panties get in a bunch. You call to it be this? fair, that's been going on for a long time, even before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> that, you know, that, that dumb shit. That you, know, yeah. that, that, you know, that right there started with a Marin County native by the, by the name of Herb Kane. Oh, Herb Kane. I'm like, dude, go fuck yourself, man. You're from Marin. <laughs> dude, you're from the rich county of Marin. Marin is very rich. That's one thing about Marin. Yeah. Is that Marin. A lot of the ultra wealthy San Franciscans that were generations deep money, mm-hmm. they're like, "Do I really want to live in the city and deal with city bullshit?" And like, nah, fuck that. I'm just gonna fucking drive my happy ass or ride my expensive ass bike across the Golden Gate into Marin County in my gated yeah. community. Do this, that, or they whatever. Went to Marin, Tiburon, Sausalito, yeah. all that. Tiburon, and, Sausalito, Mill Valley. And those are those are the kind of people that Herb Kane wanted to schmooze with. And, you of know, course, the type of because... people that go to Beach Blanket Babylon yeah, uh, with with, 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 uh, with Diane Feinstein. And yeah, with drag queens wearing fucking yeah. beef, wearing March Simpson yeah. wigs and shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you know that's all well and good, and you know I feel like there's a place for everything, but you know. It's those types. It's that kind of old, pretentious money mm-hmm. that you would often hear saying shit like that. And it's oh, like, yeah. dude, this this is everyone's city. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm gonna call it whatever the hell I want. You know. <laughs> now, now let me ask you a question, dude. Like, if you know, with the with these mind boggling propositions, laws, policies, whatever that are being implemented on us by people that honestly don't give a fuck about us. Now, how much longer do you see yourself living in San Francisco or California? Oh man, that, that is a question that I, uh, you're not the only person to ask me that I've asked myself that quite Mm a lot. Um, uh, you know, there, there was a time a long time ago when I thought I would die here. And, um, you know, at the very least, I'm going to move out of San Francisco at some point. Um, but probably still stay in Cali for a bit. I'll probably move to SoCal for a little while. Um, that's going to be a lot more conducive to my long-term life goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, um, Nevada is always fun when I visit. Granted, I'm always doing the the vacation-y stuff in vegas so you know it's probably different when you live there mm-hmm. but i still like a lot of the uh laws and a lot of the stuff that's out there um 
but environmentally, God, it sucks. I, <laughs> I, I'm much more, you know, I'm half Irish. So like my blood is a lot more acclimated to uh, a lot of green, a lot of wet, a lot of cool temperatures. So the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest looks really uh, mm-hmm. interesting to me as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know a solid answer for you but i do know this i'm uh in my mid 30s knocking on my late 30s um i don't think i'll be in california when i'm 50 mm-hmm. i can say that much now now whether that's a move that happens in two years or five years or eight years i i don't know but yeah when when i hit that big five zero, i do not think i'm gonna have that party here in san francisco i hate to say it Unless, you know, pendulums do swing. Unless there's some kind of a bad collapse that forces a reset and then things kind of start to get back to normal. Who knows? But I don't know. I'm not banking <laughs> on that. I'm not banking on it. Well, brother, you know, like to be honest with you, you know, because you and I, you know, I've had these discussions in private. I've also had these discussions with my siblings, with my mother, with a lot of people in my family, friends or whatever. And I, like I like I honestly don't see myself being in California fucking fucking no longer than three years fucking from now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm being very honest with you. I've always been looking at allocations up north, especially in the Pacific Northwest, the state of Washington, even in Montana, you know, because of the way it is. And it's like, you know, you know, when people when when you grow up in the city and you've been in the city. And you're used to city bullshit as far as the dumb shit that comes with being in the city. You want peace of mind and tranquility. You know, and as you get older, you cherish that. You're yeah. like, well, you know, like certain things are gonna be you like fucking when you move to a small town, everything is not right there readily available, which is cool. I, I don't mind. You know, but it's just that like, you know, the city life has gotten old. It's gotten tiresome, and I'm it's really like dealing, dealing with it. Yeah, and it's like dealing with the stupid fucks that that have turned this once beautiful, great city into just a fucking eyesore. It's just so fucking depressing. It's just so sad to see it be, to see it fucking turn into something that's completely different. It's just not fucking desirable. And you know these politicians, they know. When when tourists don't want to come to San Francisco anymore because they see some fucking person out there taking a fucking shit with no type of repercussion, like, yeah, fuck this place, man. I'm going to go somewhere else. And there there are some conventions, some companies and conventions that I've told San Francisco, hey, look, we know you guys just spent a crap load of money on on remodeling Moscone and it does look beautiful now, but uh. The stuff that we see on the street when we exit the Moscone Center, we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're, we, we don't know if we're going to come back next year. Yep, and you're in that and, area. Yeah, and you know, I wanted to ask you, because um, this is something that I've heard a lot, and I completely get it, and I and I love the idea behind it, but I wonder how feasible it is. Um, you know. I've seen this kind of question come up in say like uh gun forums, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you're someone who uh, is to some degree or another uh, pro second amendment and you live in California, you have it mm-hmm. a little rough. Yeah. And um, one thing I've seen there and I've seen, 
and and the quest same question comes up socially with what we're talking about is do you just move or is there also that temptation to stay and try and do something about it this feeling of this is my home I don't want to run from a problem. I want mm-hmm. to stay in my home and stay for the community and try to help change it the way I want it. Does that ever enter your mind or or does it not enter your mind or does it enter your mind? But then you kind of think to yourself, you know, yeah, it's a great thought and sentiment, but it's kind of pointless because it just won't get anywhere. Well, you're like, I'm a city boy through and through, man. I'm a, you know, I'm a proud San Franciscan you know, like Amen. it always, you know, it always like uh, it made me laugh when I would meet non-San Franciscans in the view they had of the city. You know, the mm. the other uh, homosexuals, the hippies, fucking weed smokers or whatever, just complete ignorance. Because I'm like, OK, have you ever been to San Francisco? No. I'm like, OK, so you're basing this off on what? Oh, from stuff that I heard from people. Have they been to San Francisco? No. OK, well, you know, you really can't speak. So. When I was in charge of the security of the Olympic Club, you know, for those of you that don't know, the Olympic Club, it's a it's a private club for ultra wealthy people. And right around the corner is the Bohemian Club. The Bohemian Club, the word Bohemian sounds sounds familiar to the theorists that base it on speculation and assumption. Bohemian Grove, where a lot of the the most powerful men in the entire world make decisions on how to run the world. So when I was when I was in charge of that security team at the Olympic Club, uh, there was a there were a couple of members there. These guys are movers. These guys are old money. They know how shit works. How how it really really works. So they would be like, "Hey, Alberto, you being a Marine, being a native San Franciscan, being Latino." have you ever thought about uh, running for, you know, for any type of political um, office in San Francisco? You know, I started laughing. I was like, me, nah. I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not no politician, you know. Yeah, you know, fuck else, you know, I'll tell some tall tales every now and then. But I wouldn't feel right lying to people just to get their votes and get myself a seat or whatever in San Francisco, they're like, oh, uh, you're looking at things completely, you know, that's the wrong way to see things. I'm like, well, how is that? They're like, well, you know, you're a minority. Uh, you're military. You're a native, which is very few people. They're like, you know, you got an advantage over a lot of these politicians that are currently in office, you know. And this was during the time of... Uh, Fucking crooked as Ed Lee, Scott Weiner, all these politicians that a lot of um, <clears throat> that a lot of San Franciscans are familiar with. So oh, you know, yeah. you like it started crossing my mind because I'm also proud to be from the Mission District, and I'm talking about pre-gentrified Mission District. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie to people: the Mission District that I grew up in was extremely violent. When the gang injunction kicked in that was set in place by by the by the main fucking lawyer of the city which was Dennis Herrera a native new yorker and i know this guy i know this guy i've had conversations with him he's a very cool guy he's a nice dude 
you know, but sometimes there's a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes that people don't know about. So when he said, when he put that injunction in place, it cleaned up the mission district because if you were at a corner just hanging out and you happen to have red on, you're automatically fucking getting handcuffed and thrown into 850. 850 for a lot of people that don't know that San Francisco County Jail located at 850 Bryant Street. So that started to clean up the city. It started to clean up the mission district. So these slumlords, when the tech boom kicked in, the mission district was very attractive to a lot of these techies because of the weather and transportation location, the Muni lines and BART. So these slumlords started taking advantage that these techies were going to pay outrageous amounts of money for rent. So what happens? A lot of these blue collar Latino families, they couldn't afford that anymore. So what do they do? They left the city for the East Bay. And when I'm talking about the East Bay, I don't mean right across the bridge into Oakland, San Leandro, San Lorenzo, Hayward, Fremont, et cetera. I'm talking about like Coco fucking County. I'm talking about Concord. I'm talking about Pittsburgh, Antioch, Stockton, Stockton, Brentwood. I'm talking about fucking migrating all the way to SAC. But of course, these people are not going to make some good money. So they will still come back to the city. So when I started thinking about these things and I started thinking about my community, because my my district has the highest homeless population in San Francisco. And that's fucking sad. I'm like, fuck, dude, you know, but what can I do? Because I don't, I don't see things the way David Campos does. I don't, I don't see things the way Scott Wiener does. I don't, Fiona Ma, fuck no. I don't see the way things these people do because I'm not going to be for their party. I'm not going to be for the Republican party. And if there were to be a credible third party, these pieces, these pieces of shit that represent both these parties wouldn't be doing the shit they do. So I'm like, yeah. they're like, okay, well, if you're a Marine military, you're automatically a conservative. If you're a minority, you're 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 automatically a liberal. Mm. And then you're just sitting there like, hmm, so what does I'm that like, mean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not really me, because fuck both. Yeah. You know, and it's sad though, because you know, like I would love for my community to go back to what it used to be. Because, yeah, when I was growing up, yeah, there was gang violence, there was alcoholism, drug addiction. There were a couple of, you know, homeless people here and there, but it's not what it is now. Because as safe as it may be, it's still disgusting and it's an eyesore. And it's so fucking crazy that when you, if you're familiar with the Mission District, that as soon as you're like on 16th and Mission, you're like, what the fuck? You see like the Walking Dead, all kinds of... The streets smell like piss, rats, whatever. And as soon as you hit Valencia, it's like a completely different world. It's way, it's like two fucking different worlds. It's kind of like if if you're familiar with Southern California and you're gonna cross from San Isidro, which is the last California city before you cross into Tijuana, TJ. <laughs> Cali, Cali air looks very nice and blue. Mexico air is all like kind of smoggy and dirty. And it's just separated by just a like an imaginary line called a border. It's kind of like when you drive into Daly City. Oh, and, yeah, you see it. And all of a sudden, when you get close to the John Daly exit, 
all of a sudden you'll just see this line in the sky and as soon as you cross that it's just fog fog just out of nowhere and so yeah that's 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 really fascinating how that can happen sometimes and um yeah, it's sad, man. I know what you're talking about. There, There's parts of the mission that still feel like the mission, to me anyway. Uh, and I say that as, as an admittedly someone who's not a native of the mission, but had been going there since I was a kid. But man, if I just, you know, hit a left, depending on which direction I'm walking, and, and then go to Valencia, all of a sudden, man, it's like... <laughs> again there's a couple blocks here and there like around 16th maybe or so where like okay this is this is still valencia how i remember it but it's, it's very few and then you walk outside of that block it's like what's this bougie ass antique shop there mm-hmm. what's this bougie ass restaurant with these crisp white tablecloths <laughs> and the and the waiter pouring the champagne and you know all this stuff that you're like i'm i'm in the mission yeah what <laughs> you know <laughs> It, it's 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 but, but like, going back to your initial answer to my question though i i see what you're saying yeah you know it's it's how how do you stay and try to do your part to try to kind of keep things the same and kind of mm-hmm. keep a baseline in the community not just when you're when you're just one man and not a politician but also be you know if you want to try to rely on some of those politicians for help for that but yeah they don't they don't seem to share the same views as you because i tell people like you like i've told like a lot of the younger people that i've that i've worked with that i've had run-ins with like even uh, nieces and nephews and i'm like you know the one thing that i was never told you know as a youngster growing up was financial responsibility and no, that's one thing we're taught that. you know none of us and that's one of the sad things like like fuck it we were gonna bring on a guest on rational rage and he's very outspoken. His views are like just completely out there sometimes. He's a well-known MMA fighter. And, mm. and he's and and like every chance he gets, he's always shitting on the city. The shitty that made him money, the shitty that gave him a name. Excuse me, the city that gave him a name. Yeah. You know, so he's always saying some shit. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You know, for that's one thing about like fucking when you grow up in the city or any city, fucking, fucking, it's for survival of the fittest. And that is very true. Cause some of these assholes will try to test you. And I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck how many stripes you got on your belt, how many fights you got under your name, whatever. I don't give a shit. So, so I asked him a question because according, cause supposedly a catalytic converter got stolen from an SFPD vehicle in front of a SFPD station. So he starts going off on his little rant. And I'm like, dude, how much money did you make while living in San Francisco? Cause he's no longer in the city. He lives in fucking Vegas now. Couldn't answer it. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dude, fucking you made your name in San Francisco. You and your crew of non San Franciscans made your name in San Francisco. I believe he might've wrestled for SF state. Uh, just like one of his teammates did. Then I'm like, dude, you know, yeah, fucking, you can understand. But here's my thing. You left your state, a southern state, southeastern state, for an opportunity to come to California to make some California money. Yeah, it's not what it used to be. 
And if it pisses you off, a non-native, what do you think the, the natives feel like when yeah. they see shit like this? Yeah. You know, and it's like they just don't understand. And, you know, I, I've been given an opportunity to join a particular um can you call it a secret society? Yeah, I guess so. I guess you can call it a secret society. And they're based in my neighborhood, which is something that I did not even know because they're just that hidden. And when I was interviewed yesterday. That, that I didn't know either. Exactly. So when I was interviewed by the by one of their recruiters yesterday, he started asking me questions. He was like, so why would you want to be part of this? I'm like, well, because of knowledge. You're like, I, I heard that when it comes to your group, you know, it's based on a lot of knowledge. I was like, and of course, there's theories that are based on speculation and assumption of who you guys are. And a lot of powerful men have been part of your group throughout history. So he started asking me more questions. He was like, well, what about your community? You know, what type of impact would you want to make on your community? And I'm like, you know, I, and the same shit that I've said over and over. I'm a native San Franciscan. I'm from the mission. I've seen, I've seen firsthand what gang violence can do. And it's sad that the the most devastating effect happened with gentrification, not gang violence. Not when you would walk out your house, you're like, oh shit, am I wearing the wrong color? Which part of the mission am I in? Am I on this side or that side? And then people are like, well, you know, you could always stay away from, no, you couldn't. And when you were a Latino man growing up in the mission during that era, no matter how hard you try to avoid things, you were either going to have friends or family that were somehow affiliated with a particular gang. And you really couldn't stay out of shit because it was survival of the fittest. If you were some weak punk, you were going to get eaten alive and shitted out. So so when it so when he asked me that question, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, of course, you know, you know, I would want to make a an impact on my community because I'm no longer that young guy. You know, and I want to talk to the young people today and let them know that this is not, you know, this this shouldn't be your last stop. That if you're gonna be here for a certain amount of time, try your best to be better than what you see. Yeah. And it's like a lot of times some of these people, some of these kids come from broken homes. They don't have a, whether it be because their moms and their mom and dad work a lot, you know, whether it be because of the the temptations that are out there in the street or what they see on social media, because social media plays a big part on fucking vanity and just stupid shit, you know, as far as what you should have and what you shouldn't, whatever, and just fucking... The one thing that we were not taught that you and I coming from the San Francisco Unified School District, the public school system, is financial responsibility. You know, we weren't told about IRAs. We weren't told about 401ks. We weren't told about pension. The only time I ever heard about a pension plan was from my father, who worked for Daily City Scavenger for 40-something years. So when he retired, he was a teamster. When he retired, he retired with a full pension. And... You know, like a lot of times these kids, it seems like the work ethic has left a lot of these kids, a lot of the younger generation, because they just have no type of ambition, none. They want to make, 
easy money without giving any type of effort. That's just not the way it works. So sometimes you got to sit down with these youngsters in the community, but even with the older people and kind of fucking speak to them straight, not speak to them like a politician, just be straight with them, be honest, like talk to them like, like you would to somebody you actually give a fuck about, you know? All right. You know, and speaking of, of bullshit, you know, like the last segment to close out this very thought provoking joint, I hope. So, you know how it is, brother. You know, we're fans of all types of crazy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. football, fucking wrestling, whatever. Yeah. So, speaking of wrestling, sir. Uh oh. <laughs> did you hear that Christian supposedly got deep? Deep into Britt Baker's guts. <laughs> uh, I did not hear about that until uh, today, until shortly before this episode began. Um, I've been trying to look for sources to verify this. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a very fascinating story. Um, man, if, if it's so, uh, poor Adam Cole, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Adam Cole. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some good puns with some of Britt Baker's sayings in her entrance music, but <laughs> some of those dental puns. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty wild, man. And if it's true, then God damn, that's just yet another log, another gasoline-soaked log to throw on the fire that is the crazy drama, real-life drama that's happening in AEW backstage. I mean, that is just wild. <laughs> yeah, dude, because like, fucking, um, I heard about this in a forum, a Discord forum. So okay. a lot of these guys like to talk or whatever, you know, which is a bunch, you know, like, like sometimes it's entertaining and sometimes it's lame as fuck. So yeah. when I heard about that, I was like, what fucking uh, Christian guy didn't bring Baker's guts? I'm like, you know what, Christian... My, you know what? Salute to you, man. My respect because, because <laughs> fucking Britt Baker is very, you know, she's a very attractive female. She is. Know? She is. Uh, she may not have the cakes that I wish Sean and I dentist. crave. You know, we got same time. Oh man, hey, that's yeah. No, no, came for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's not quite as caked up as uh her her former colleague Jamie Hader, but oh. you know, but uh, I know. Jamie Hader, you know what, uh, fucking Jamie Hader. I think every time we mention her name, we have to chef's kiss. Yeah, man, chef's kiss, man. <laughs> Fuck that, man. But um, but no, but Britt Baker is a very lovely woman, and yes. um, and she's 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 good. Mm-hmm. She's a good wrestler, and she's great on the mic. I mean, I I can see her being someone that WWE definitely would have their eyes on to try to poach. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. That's a crazy, crazy story. If it's true, <laughs> uh, if it is, Christian is freaking wild for that one, man. Oh, Christian, so that somebody try to they try to compare uh, Christian getting in Britt Baker's guts to when Edge fucking snatched up. Uh, Lita from one of the Hardy brothers and shit. So yeah, I was, I was just gonna them. say those. Uh, those two Canadian brothers sure get around, don't they? Like Canada, eh? Canada, eh? Like out with the boat. Like out with the boat. 
Yeah, oh my god, dude! But but like you know, when it comes to wrestling, there's always some kind of nonsense, some kind of crazy out there. Yeah, shit going on. yeah, there is. Did you hear that Velveteen Dream supposedly set up some kind of recorder, and he was like fucking videotaping EC3 while he was taking a piss or a dump or a shower? Uh, I think EC3 caught it. Mm-hmm. And and so didn't fall for it. But what pissed him off was I think he was hosting a party. Mm, yes. And then Velveteen Dream was the first person to use the bathroom. And then later on, EC3 went into his bathroom and was like, the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And found the recorder. That's to my understanding. Which, you know, it's funny because Velveteen Dream had those... Um, pretty uh, disgusting allegations uh, when uh, WWE and the pro wrestling industry was sort of going through its own hashtag me too mm-hmm. movement. Um, from what I'm to understand, his allegations were actually disproven. Um, but this story <laughs> does not do him any favors and does not mm-hmm. seem to uh, dispel the notion that uh there might be a bit of his character in him, uh, if not even worse. I mean, the character of Velveteen Dream, I don't know if he would have did all that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was definitely a little on the weird side. And uh, <laughs> some of the stuff that we're hearing is uh, not cool at all. Yeah, dude, because you hear about like all these, like all these fucking crazy accusations, allegations or whatever that come mm-hmm. out against certain individuals about just the type of shit that they're into. And it's like, you know, one day you're going to, mess with the wrong person they're gonna put hands on you next to you know fucking you're making the news for more of the wrong reasons and it's just wild dude fucking there was another crazy thing dude fucking a lot of this fucking last segment of the joint about bullshit has to do with uh fucking with something wrestling related that i guess remember when we uh when we touched on the subject about fucking thunder rosa mm-hmm. as far as like her injuries so you know like they revisited that topic as far as like from what she told Conan about her knee, and then she told somebody else it was her back. So when Conan was like, "Hey, what the fuck?" You I mean, me my neck knee? and my back. <laughs> my neck and my back. But we can sell the court for twenty dollars. <laughs> 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 but um, hey, that movie, classic, uh, all time hey, classic. When people tell me something has nothing to do with me, I'm gonna quote the legend with the perm. Big worm, <laughs> what the fuck that got to do with me? Smokey, <laughs> you know, ends on this man. <laughs> hey, there's more to that movie than by Felicia. Trust me, because that shit got played out. Oh but, yeah, um, oh yeah. So when <laughs> so he starts about my neck and my back, because, <laughs> so when she couldn't get her 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 fucking limbs, yeah, um, when she could whatever, when she couldn't clear that shit up, so. I guess people started saying this because she has some type of drama going on backstage. And there was, yeah, a, I covered that in a wrestling with yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Cause there was a match in which she popped Jamie Hayter right on, on, the her, yeah. on the nose, excuse me. Yeah. And she left her bloody. So I guess like after the match was over, like then the Rosa instead of just going backstage, just, waiting in the cut, what people call the gorilla position, rest in peace, gorilla monsoon. Then instead of doing that, that she ran all the way to the bathroom and started hiding. Yeah. Because fucking, uh, the hater was ready to uh, throw down. 
Exactly, but she was gonna fuck her up. But it, but it's crazy, dude. Because like when I saw her at a indie wrestling event right here in South City, you know her matches were like crisp. And this is her wrestling somebody of an this, independent level. This is Thunder Rosa. Yes, and okay. I'm like, the fuck so you've seen her live? Yeah, you know, because I've awesome. seen you know, because like when I used to see her, because when she she used to come out in Lucha Underground, and the character that she played for, she was under a mask. Uh, the character that she played was uh, was uh, Cobra Moon. So she was in a mm. faction, kind of like a reptile type faction. It was her, uh, Luchasaurus, and I forgot who the third person, um, Drago. I think that was his name. Some dragon type dude. Okay. So Luchasaurus was in Lucha Underground yep. as well. Yeah, he okay. was in Lucha I don't remember that. Okay. Huh. So, so you know, when I used to see her, I'm like, hey, you know, this girl, she's pretty nice. You know, she's not nice on the eyes because, you know, she's kind of ugly. My apologies to the ladies. I don't mean to come off as a shallow asshole, but you know, she's not that she's not easy on the eyes, you know. But I'm like, you know, I'm like, what the fuck happened to her? I'm like, you know, your wrestling's looking kind of sloppy. It's not as crisp. And I heard, you know, because she's very passionate. And of course, passion can rub a lot of people the wrong way. And then so she started having a lot of these issues backstage with whoever. And then when I heard about that, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, you know, like if that was me and you fucked me up, you know, like I, you know, like, and you didn't wait for me backstage to apologize, like, hey man, my bad, dude, I fucked up, whatever. Be like, all right, man, it's cool. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to be like these petty wrestlers, like, all right, yeah, oh, well, it's cool. Next thing you know, you wrestle again and they fucking give you a, that's the receipt, nah, dude. You know, so yeah, you know, like just. You know, you hear about these people who rub people the wrong way. You know, that's definitely not what she said, because if you're going to rub her, rub her the right way. You know, but fucking, <laughs> dude, fucking. Okay, so so speaking of other bullshit, sir, Mr. Dean of GSOC, did you hear that supposedly it's going to be a much smaller and lightweight PS5 dropping for the holiday season? I've been hearing rumors that there's a newly designed, newly redesigned console. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sort of makes sense. It sort of follows Sony's pattern. Ever since mm-hmm. the original PlayStation, they've always come out with a uh, 0.5 version, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, the original PlayStation was the PlayStation. Then they came out with one half the size, called it PS1. The PS2 had a smaller, flat version. The PS3 had a PS3 Slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I think the PS4 was the only one... No, no, it, it did. It did have a a smaller, slim version, I believe. So it had two. It had a PS4 Pro, which was like mm-hmm. a bigger, more powerful. And then it had yeah. a, a slimmer one, which was like a bare-bones basic one. So that fits Sony's MO to release like a secondary console that's slimmer. Um not very surprised, um, but I haven't looked much into it. Yeah, because I've seen like um, pictures of it, whatever. Like it's always different from where you go, whether it be this site, that site, yeah. or even on YouTube. It's just a bunch of different. You don't know what's real. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, this shit looks kind of whack, you know. And then like the the supposed slimmer, lighter version is kind of like the digital edition, you know, which was way smaller. Oh, okay, you know, but. I think 
the design of the five was kind of like, yeah, I understand you're trying to go away from what you, from your original models, as far as like the mm-hmm. one, the two, the three, the four, whatever. But it was kind of like just out there sometimes because if that little stand is not clipped on right and you move it, you, you know, you're kind of, oh shit, is it going to fall? And then the um, fucking, have you customized your shit with any of these uh, face plates? I have not actually. I haven't gotten into any of that, um, but I have seen some stuff online that's looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I've been tempted to. The thing I've been the most tempted to do, believe it or not, isn't anything crazy with the plates per se, but you know, there's that PS logo on the top left corner of the main plate if you're standing it up mm-hmm. and looking yeah. at it. There's a sticker that people have that you place under that so the PS logo is colored in the way it's oh, always shit. been colored in mm. that sort of that sort of rainbow pattern where the yeah. P is red and then the S is like green, yellow, and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks pretty dope. I've been thinking about maybe getting that, but that's all I've really paid attention to. That and just buying stuff that's already been done, like the Midnight Black controller and stuff. Yeah, because when they talk about those uh, face plates, there was like a like I forgot the name of the retailer. But they had like, you know, of course, these face plays like straight up midnight black or whatever. And they would offer like this kind of like a strip, you know, that would go where the um that orange rest mode or whatever, you know, kind of mm, like a light, light section. Mm-hmm. So you can change the colors to like red fucking straight blackout. That's or, really cool. Or like multicolored or whatever. But, you know, fucking, <laughs> you know, but you could call it Fred Flintstoning it or fucking Marine Corps it. Like when you just go at something, you're just trying to use brute strength, and then you forget that you're dealing with a a very delicate machine. So when I bought the uh, the face plates, because I bought the red one, mm-hmm. I forgot what they call it, red, whatever the fuck, and the midnight black. So I'm like, you know, if, like, I, you know, fuck, I'm gonna flip it. You know, I'm gonna do like red, you know, fucking red and black or whatever. So when I started doing the whole process, I'm like, you know, these things sound kind of flimsy so i don't want to fuck it up so i was very yeah. careful you know, like and i was able to do it and i was like oh you know it looks pretty decent it looks pretty cool because not that many people that i've seen you know have that kind of color layout of course you know i bought right. these fucking the, the red controllers the black ones because i was really you know i wasn't really fan of the whole white kind of like that off white you know that it came with yeah mm-hmm. i was like and eh, you know this looks cool you know which is kind of like a little throw back to the to the og ps you know fucking that one that came out like that you know that yeah. kind of you know that kind of uh fucking colorway or whatever but i was like okay you know this is kind of cool and of course yeah, the other headsets or whatever like the midnight black i, I don't know if they come out with the other colors but i think they have a red and a blue hmm, okay you know because yeah. now especially now dude it's like if you own a ps5 there's really not that many games out there because you're waiting for ragnarok you know you're waiting for Fuck Which is dropping soon. Yeah, yeah. Fucking if you're a, a fucking a Batman fan, uh I think it's uh what is it, Gotham, Gotham Knights? Knights? That's that's on this due out soon, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, there's not that many games. If you're if you're into Assassin's Creed like uh, like I am, you gotta wait until twenty twenty three for Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is kinda like the like the like the backstory of Bassam. So if you played um AC Valhalla, you know, uh he's one of the characters that comes out. So 
you know, like I haven't, dude, I haven't fucking turned on my PS in a in a cool minute. So fucking, it's been, been a while. Bad with getting on my gaming console, yeah. yeah, myself. But um, you know, it's funny you met you mentioned uh, that nervousness with the plates because I remember having that same sort of uh, issue when I installed my uh, internal storage because mm-hmm. yeah. you have to take off the plates to do that. And I remember I was just kind of like pulling them, and I was like. All right, they're not coming off. I need to apply more strength. But the way that they would bend, I was kind of like, "Am I doing this right? Like, if I give it the strength I think it needs, am I going to break something? Like, you know, because it's it's a very expensive piece mm-hmm. of electronics." So yeah, that's funny. You just kind of took me back when you mentioned that. I was like, "Oh, geez, I remember installing that SSD." <laughs> yeah, dude. Because you know, fucking even with those, man. You know, fucking. Uh... Cause I was like, okay, you know, should I get one of those or should I just go with the external? And I, and I'm just pretty much with the external. I'm like, ah, you know, it was a fucking, it was a very nervous fucking process of removing those top and bottom face plates or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't want to fuck around. And next, you know, I, I put the other uh, SSD the wrong way or something's not clicked in right. And all this air and dust is getting in next, you know, you're, your shit's running super fucking slow or glitchy or whatever. Yeah. Shit, man. But speaking of bullshit, to close it out, man. Fucking so fast food joints, man. You like fucking I kept on hearing about this one supposed like chicken spot that sells like really, really good fried chicken. I think it's called Crazy Cuckoo Chicken or some shit like that. Well, it's somewhere in the mission district. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, cool fuck. You know, let me check out what they have on the menu, which is very limited. You know, they have like fucking spicy chicken, plain chicken, chicken tenders, fries or whatever. I was like, all right, you know, uh, I'm going to fuck with these guys and fucking see what they have to offer. You know, so I'm like all excited. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to get my food, whatever. So right, next right. thing you know, fucking my, the, the food gets delivered. I'm like, I'm like, you know, this bag feels kind of light. I was like, well, fuck, let me see what's in there for as soon as I get it. You know, fuck, as soon as I get to my spot. So I open it up and I'm like, wait, man, I could have sworn I ordered something, something else that didn't, you know, with this order, like fucking, fucking some fries. And I'm like, that's the worst. I'm like, dude, where the fuck is my fries? Where the fuck are they? I'm like, fuck are my fries? So then I'm fucking, I hit up the, I hit up the, uh, for the business. I'm like, Hey, you know, this is such and such as I, I just ordered this from you guys. But you guys forgot my fries. <laughs> so the owner, fucking one of the owners, whatever, was like, wait, what's your name again? I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hold on, let me check on your order. Oh, man, your fries are right here. I'm like, okay. He was like, do you still want them? I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I paid good money. Yeah, I want my fries. So this dude, it took him like, I would say 20 something minutes. By the time he got there, fucking thankfully the fries were still warm. But fuck, dude, you know, that shit was really getting to me because because fucking it was on the it was this past Sunday. Fucking matter of fact, it was this past Sunday. And it was fucking uh, during that extremely sloppy ass fucking game that our Niners had. Jesus Christ. Which if you, you know, you know, if you listen to the league, like you heard me go off. And just be completely honest about that performance. I wasn't going to be like the rest of these fucking idiots blaming the rain. 
I'm like, the fuck? What was that rain cloud only on the Niners? You know, so yeah, Chicago, I, Chicago had rain too. Yeah, you know, so I was like, you know, fuck, you know, so that shit, fuck, you know, I, you know, I was kind of like in a sour mood already, and I was like, dude, come on, man. So luckily, dude came through. He apologized. He gave me some credit. Now, will I order from this place again? Probably not, you know, because you never get a second chance to get a first impression, even though the food was good. I mean, that was some good chicken. It was tender. The sauce was on point. That's good that it was good. I mean, yeah. there's that. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, fuck, like at least it had that. So let me ask you, Dean of GSOC, what is your bullshit segment to close this thing out? <laughs> My bullshit <laughs> segment? You know what? I'm going to... uh I'm going to uh, be very cheap and uh, capitalize on yours because it's very, <laughs> very funny how the mis- how the universe works in mysterious ways. I had a very similar incident, and it's funny that you said yours was on a Sunday because mine was on a Sunday. <laughs> I was at my cousin's because I went to uh, he's house sitting for his folks in uh, Oakland, the town. So, yep, so we went there. Uh, I went. Well, I went there Saturday night, and we went to a, a burrito spot. Um, that's very good. Uh, it's in one of the nicer parts of Oakland. Um, <laughs> they have an amazing, super wet burrito. And so the next day, he said uh, he was going to come back to the city and help me with a few things. I said, "Okay, cool, right on, man." I said, "I'll, I'll buy you lunch uh, since you're going to do that." And he said, "All right, cool." So we get in the car, and I'm like, uh, "Carl's Junior work." That's one of our favorite fast food spots. And he said, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. So we drove to this one that's in, um, I want to say it's in Castro Valley or San Leandro, somewhere pretty close to Oakland. We go to the drive-thru. We get our two burgers, um, the meal, you know, with the fries and the drink. And so I opened the bag uh, after pulling off. Thankfully, a little tradition of ours is we find a parking spot we just eat the food there so we're still in the premises and i open the bag and i see one thing of fries but the other thing i see is uh i don't know what they were <laughs> they, they weren't fries uh they don't they don't they don't have mozzarella sticks on their menu oh shit. And, the, and these were shorter and fatter than so I'm a, i got the impression that they might have been like jalapeno poppers i don't know if that's <laughs> something that they have on their menu yeah which you know those are very good uh but whatever that's not what i ordered then i noticed that the wrapper on one of the burgers had a uh beyond burger sticker oh. on it and i was like wait a minute this is not what we fucking ordered. <laughs> and so um you know so we the parking spot was kind of like next to the drive-through so we backed up there's a guy behind us, so I couldn't back right up to the window. So I instead I went around. As I went around, a white car suddenly pulled out in front of me from a parking spot and took off. So we go back around the drive-thru. I tell the guy what happened. He's like, Oh, okay. Uh, can you guys pull around front and I'll bring you the order? I said, Okay. Pull around front. Comes back out and uh hands me the bag, and he's like, this young kid. Oh, sorry, man. I uh gave your order uh to someone else and then uh, <laughs> i guess this one was their order mm-hmm. uh you know but 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 i got you a new one man these these are fresh and i was like no worries dude whatever and so uh i told my cousin i said i wonder if that white car that pulled out i wonder if that was the one that got mm-hmm. our order so you know we start eating 
and it was very fresh because you know he had to make it <laughs> from scratch because he <laughs> yeah. fucked up the order. And ten minutes into our eating, that same white car pulls up into the parking lot, comes to a stop, and this angry gentleman comes out, steps out of his car with a Carl's Jr. back, walks into the place and walks out. <laughs> On the same day that you had your incident as well. So it's funny how that works sometimes. You know what, fucking I guarantee World Tour is like Allah, Allah. Please give those guys the worst of luck. Because <laughs> fuck them. You're like, man, fuck those guys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. those guys, bro. Fuck them. <laughs> dude, it's just, dude, it's just like sometimes when you go to these spots, man, and fucking, I'm like, dude, it doesn't take a rocket. It doesn't, you don't have to be a rocket science to get this shit. Yeah. Right, and especially something basic. I try to get it right. Yeah, dude, I've had so many bad experiences, and I'm like, these people are lucky that I'm not an asshole. You know, like one of those fucking pricks that throws a fit. Oh yeah, you know, I hate they're those lucky. People. Cause I'm like, hey, do fucking mistakes happen? Yeah, but it's like, you know, sometimes you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck? Oh, is and, it, and it, yeah, no, and especially if it hits you at the wrong day, you know. No. Oh. My God, and, trust and me, that dude. poor other guy, he he took off, so he had to come all the way back. We were lucky yeah. that we were smart enough to stay in the parking lot. He probably, fucking, probably this guy made it all the way home. He was like, "Wait, what the fuck? This is not what I ordered. I didn't order an actual I ordered, meat burger. I ordered a Beyond Burger. Oh, meat, this is real meat and bacon." My God, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man, that violates every one of my vegan beliefs or some shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. But yeah, dude, fucking. Yeah. Sometimes you're like. Ah, you're like, ah, give me the strength just not to say something stupid because it's a virtue. Sometimes, to do, but sometimes, brother, it's like, you know, you go to these spots that people hype up, and then, you know, whatever it is that you're eating, sipping on, or whatever, you know, that shit can be like just fucking outstanding, just delicious. Yeah. But, the the thing that can kill that is he is bad customer service or the wait. Oh yeah, because oh, if yeah. you're waiting, you know, like if it's one of these brand new joints, like if you are going, say for example, if you are trying to hit that Chick Fil A in Daily City Ceremony oh, when it first God. opened up, common sense will tell you there, Joe fuckhead, that if you go to this spot, there's going to be a long ass line, a long fucking line. I mean, if you can take your happy ass inside the fucking spot, eat, eat your grub, or just buy it there take it to go and fucking hop in your car and just get the fuck out but if you're there and you're waiting for a long ass time and then you eat something and you've been hearing the hype you're like yeah this is cool but it's not that you know but it doesn't live up to the hype you're like uh you know too, but too much hype can ruin a good thing oh yeah dude fuck that's why I like this poor dude you know because fucking these reviews can make a big difference when it comes to your shit and I already submitted the review before this dude oh, came through. Oh, no. I was like, I was like, yeah, you oh, know, no. fucking. I was like, fuck, they didn't hook me up with my fries, and they still charged me for them. Ooh. <laughs> so, well, if it was on Yelp, I think you can uh, edit the review. But oh man, it was on on DoorDash and shit. Man. Oh man, oh man. But fucking, you know, I mean, fucking dude, apologize. He he credited my money. Which is cool. Well, but, shout out to that guy. You but know. you know, but fucking my advice but to he them. He did make a mistake. 
Yeah, he did. You know, for he made a mistake. For you know, my advice to them is this: you know, for like when I used to work at bakery in the Mission District, right off of like Twenty Fourth New York, um, whenever we would take care of people, we made sure that all their items, because they picked them out themselves, so there really wasn't an excuse for something yeah. missing. But we made sure, you know, that that like when we placed them inside the bag, that everything was cool, that it wasn't going to be stacked up and crumble, mm. whatever. Because it's about fucking reputation and it's about continuing that money to come into your spot. Fucking yeah, I mean, the bread was good, but if the service is terrible and the prices are high, they're not going to want to fuck with you. Uh, They'd rather go to some spot, get the same type of bread, but not the same type of flavor for cheaper and better service. And it's like sometimes you do you do deal with some assholes, but you know that's just the way it is. So anyways, brother. It was a dope session with you and I. We touched on some subjects. Pussy radar for all of you. <laughs> Fucking when you listen to this joint, you're like, oh shit, now I know, now I know what that <laughs> feeling is called. Now I know what my what when my <laughs> when my little Johnson starts feeling a little tingly. Remember and turn around because you might see something very glorious. Well, now they know, and knowing is half the battle. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. You know, but fucking if if it happens to go off, gents, make sure that you watch your location because you might end up because you what almost happened to me plenty of times might happen. You might get hit by a car or you might run into a pole. (laughs) But if you run into a pole, make sure that you're not saluting. And what do I mean by that? (laughs) Okay, so make sure, you know, that you're not fully pulled up. That's one injury you don't want. Yes. And of course, you know, the the constant nonsense that goes on with our great state, the Golden State of California, you know, that, of course, you know, has a certain type of feel to both you and I being natives. Yeah. And of course, Christian getting in Britt Baker's guts, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly in those guts. So hopefully one day, you know, we can bring on Mr. World Tour. Filthy Mike, you know, make it a session of fucking just some perverted session, you know, <laughs> that people can't fire you for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, Topic brother, fucking. Yes, sir. Fuck. Anyways, brother, fucking. I'm sure you're going to have some inter- some fucking interesting topics to to talk about when it comes to wrestling. Uh, you, there's that wrestling joint that that event is going to be coming up. Of course, uh, you got Raw coming up next Monday. Yeah, and, and on Rob's the gonna um, be here in the Bay Area. Yeah, fucking San Jose, uh, and of course you got uh, there's that event in uh, Santa Cruz for is it West Coast Pro or is it APW? I, I, I think it's West Coast Pro. Yeah, fucking West Coast Pro for West Coast Pro. One thing about them, if you are familiar with Bay rap, they always have like a Bay rap theme to their event. Like last time they had yeah. one, it was called "I Hate You with a Passion." So if you're a fan mm-hmm. of Dre Dog, who's now known as Andre Nicotina. That was one of his first joints, right? There was I Hate You with a Passion. I didn't know they'd do that. That's yep. pretty cool. So that's yeah. one thing to be on the lookout for. So hopefully, uh, like if I join you on a wrestling with wrestling, you know, if I got slap on my King Cuerno mask, who who that character is now known as Santos Escobar, who is the leader oh. of Legado del Fantasma. So okay. you know, I'll you know, slap on my wrestling mask. Cause... So you have his mask. All right. That's yes, pretty sir. Cool. Yes, sir. So, Sean. Fucking a pleasure, always fucking dropping science with you. Always, sir. To the people, throwing verbal darts. 
oh, right yeah. on target. So tell the loyal listeners who listen to us, whether it be here in the great United States of America, God's country, or whether it be somewhere <laughs> in the boonies of Argentina, who Spirit told us we just picked up. Nice. So tell the people, the people of the world, where they can find you, Dean of GSOC. That is going to be on Twitter at L Super Beast and on Instagram at Sean Van Steen. Once again, I host Wrestling with Wrestling on the mm-hmm. same great podcast network known as Rational Rage. Yes, sir. Now, fuck before we fucking punch out for the day, will you by any chance be wearing loafers like Mr. World Tour without socks? That is a hard no. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no disrespect to him. He rocks it, but that is not something that I can rock. You know what? When when he came into the spot and he was wearing those dusty-ass loafers and shit, um, fucking I asked him, I was like, hey, dude, would you ever wear the... Would you ever wear the... Um, the uh, the pilgrim loafers. <laughs> he was like, "What? <laughs> oh, oh, but what the fuck is that, bro? You trying to make fun of me?" I was like, "Dude, I'm just asking you. Would you ever wear them?" She's like, "Well, what are they?" So I showed him a picture with the little belt buckle and the little. Uh, I was saying it was like a two and a half inch heel. <laughs> I was like, "Would you ever wear these?" Oh, what the fuck not? I was like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah, for anyone who's listening, who's a wrestling <laughs> fan, uh, for a little added context to that joke. Um, these are rough analogies. Uh, this gentleman who's known for those loafers, uh, if you wanted to compare him to someone, I guess you could sort of make a comparison to someone like, say, Ricochet, whereas I look more like Kevin Owens. Or so like Ricky yeah, Starks. Yeah, or Ricky Starks, whereas I look more like Kevin Owens. So I will not... So you can see those two guys can rock the loafers without socks. Mm-hmm. Me, KO, not so much. Yeah, is that Mad World <laughs> Tour? He rocks those loafers, some super tight pants, some tight shirts and shit. I think he might have trimmed his chest hair because it's not curling over the top of his blouse anymore. Oh, oh my. And plus, look, he keeps his beard very cropped and neat. He he does. I think he carries a comb in his pocket like Filthy Mike carries a comb for his hair. Those are less rocks. You got to do what you got to do. Remember what we said earlier? You got to rock what you got. Yes, sir, man. Fucking, Fucking Filthy Mike can rock that long hair, that fucking... Pirates of the Caribbean type shit going on over there. <laughs> the cap, <laughs> uh, football, man. If we need to link up with that guy, man, we need to hit the Parkside for a fucking metal concert, man. Those shits get oh, wild. Yeah. They get live. Those mosh pits. Last time Filthy Mike and I went to one of those, and mosh pit got kind of wild. You know, some girl elbowed me in the chin, so I elbowed her in the tit. Hopefully she's okay. You know, hopefully she got that shit checked out later on because that shit was, it was a hard elbow. It was a very Muay Thai elbow. Oh, there you go. Uh, Nice form. Comb your hair, drop the knee. There you go. You hit that blade and boom, you're fucked up. Mm -hmm. But anyways, folks, um, man, it's always a pleasure. It's pleasure. Fucking I had fucking world tour in my mind. That's why my word came out kind of fucked (laughs) up and shit. But it's it's always a pleasure getting together with Sean, with Spiro, you know, when he comes on and does his thing, you know, with his Queens bridge accent done all that <laughs> shit. Nas Queens get the money. 
So yeah, yeah, it's always a pleasure fucking doing this for you guys, so you guys can tune in, whether it be on Spreewell, Anchor FM, Apple Apple Podcasts, or if we see this video, if we put this video out there, so so your lady can get ready for you. Hopefully, we hopefully we get your lady ready for that time. You know the time. <laughs> you see the bottom ticker. It says www.rationalrage.com. There we go. So you can so you can check us out right there. Fucking leave us a message, email, fucking appraisal, criticism, whatever. As long as you check us out, as long. As long as you fucking take precious time out of your day to come listen to us, we appreciate all the love, all the support. So you can find me on IG under G4150351. That is G4150351. Spiro, you can find him under the underscore rational underscore zero, zero and E on IG. Slide into his DMs, ask him like Spiro. So Fucking BG and SVS were telling us, the masses, the loyal listeners, that you were doing a modified porno shoot. Is this true? Is this true? And what the hell is going on with your Marine Corps journey? You know, because we heard them, because, you know, we've heard that the Marine Corps, fucking, those guys are the champions, that they are the best, which is true. I can attest to it because I'm a Marine. No matter fucking how old I may get, fucking, I can be old. Fucking and dead. I'll always be a Marine. I'll always be a city boy. I'll always be from La Mission. Just like Sean right there will always be a city boy from the Portola doing his thing. Blessing all of you. So, people, till the next time. Peace.